1: I'm so happy to be with you as always. Thank you for joining me. And today I feel very blessed to have a guest, someone who to me is a treasure and uh, we always have so much fun when we get to share together. So my guest today is Regina Dawn Acres. Welcome, Regina.
2: Uh, Thank you, Jennifer. It's wonderful to be here again
1: yeah you've been a guest on the show a few times so i'm i'm mentioning that up front because i know anyone who listens to today's show will say where can i get more regina so there are a couple more episodes from uh, the past years and regina's been a guest a number of times in the living a course in miracles class series that we do and um uh, regina i i want to tell you right up front you're going to want to write down her website, com, and uh, we'll spell it out for you uh, as we go along, but um, she offers uh, just a plethora, a wealth of audios and all kinds of things and um, Regina, how long is it, when did you first discover A Course in Miracles?
2: Well, uh, that would have been in the early 90s. I, uh, um, I, I was searching for truth. My, my search for truth started before I discovered the Course and I, you know, being raised in a Christian tradition, um, I kind of assumed that the truth was going to be a Christian religion that had the right interpretation of the New Testament. And so I said this prayer. I, I prayed. I said, please, let me find truth no matter what it is. Mm. Um, I said, I don't care, you know, I don't care what it is. I, it didn't have to meet any specific expectations for me. I just wanted to know what truth was. And then I started out on this research project. I brought, I bought this wonderful book called Religions of America where they go to the leaders of each religious group, including, you know, Jehovah's Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, Mormon, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, just the entire gamut. And they interview them about their beliefs, and, and the leaders quote the Bible and, and show where their beliefs come from. So I had seven translations of the Bible, and I went through that entire book looking for the one that I could discern was the true religion. <laughs> and at the end of that research project, which, as you can imagine, lasted many, many months, I just felt like the only thing I had discovered was that none of them were, and I thought that I had failed. But in fact, what had happened was an, a big undoing had occurred, um, because I had had this belief that you know it had to be a Christian religion, and that and that the Bible was the word of God, and it had to be the right interpretation of the Bible. And through this through this research project, all of that got undone, which left me open for something else. And then sometime after that, you know, maybe it was even a couple years, but, you know, in the in the time of God, that's just a blink of an eye. <laughs> um, I saw Marianne Williamson on Oprah in the early 90s, and as she spoke, I started hearing something. Uh, so I went and bought her book, A Return to Love. Uh, I read A Return to Love twice, and then I decided to go to the source. You know, she kept referring to this other book called A Course in Miracles. So I went to it, and it was an interesting first experience with A Course in Miracles because, like many people, I really had difficulty understanding it. You know, it was just that sense of these, I know these words are English, but they're not saying a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I also tried doing the workbook, and I don't know how far I got. I think around, you know, 50-some lessons, maybe even 70-some lessons, at first, I could do the workbook because Jesus was only asking for a couple minutes of my time in the morning and the evening. But at some point, when He starts asking you to remember something every half hour or every 15 minutes, I got really frustrated, and I remember even thinking, "You know, doesn't Jesus understand I have a job?" And I, and I really just ended up abandoning the course. I I couldn't understand the text. I didn't have the the commitment to the workbook, and I put it in a drawer and forgot about it. And I went yeah. on with my life. I adopted a daughter from China. I got started getting really promoted at work. And, and uh, you know, as far as the world goes, you could say lots of wonderful things started happening. I'm not one of those people that had a crash and burn experience. I just became more and more successful and got more and more of what I wanted from the world. And at some point, around nine years later, I kind of felt like I had set a bunch of goals and I'd achieved them all. And I and I was, you know, genuinely happy, but yet, you know, not that full, satisfied feeling. And, and I just didn't know where to go next. And I started asking, now what? And when I started asking, now what? I started remembering that book, that blue book that I had stuck in the drawer nine years ago. And I went and I took it out. And this time when I started reading it, I could understand it. Something had shifted in nine years and And I could now understand it. I also committed myself to the workbook. and um, from what i from from what I gather by talking to a lot of people, once I committed this time, I was literally one of the m- most committed people ever. You know, I just went through the workbook, the way the workbook is meant to be done. You know, if you're supposed to remember something every half hour, for the most part I did, I might have missed a half hour every now and then, but it was rare. Something had just shifted. Um, it wasn't anything I did. Uh, you know, all I can figure is that it occurred through grace. So there was a big difference between when I attempted the course the first time, and then I'll say when I was called to the course the second time, you know, because really it showed up in my mind. I didn't go looking for it the second time.
1: Mm. (laughs) I, I, you know, I've never heard you talk about that part of your life experience. And as you were speaking, one of the things I realized, Regina, is I did not pray a sin. And, uh, you know, (laughs) you and I talked about that before the show started. And uh, it's it's funny because I I don't think I've ever not prayed in, but uh, that's the way it was supposed to go. So I know where this is how it's right. supposed to go, of course. And so I'm going to uh, invite us all to stop and have a moment of prayer and rest in that uh, that beautiful feeling tone that uh, I just got as Regina was sharing her the deep desire of her heart to know the truth. And so I place my hand on my heart, I invite everyone to do the same, and, and let us all find in ourselves that deep desire of our heart to know the truth that truly is our liberation. And as we take this breath, let us be grateful and thankful that the truth is pre-installed, that the truth is our destiny, it is our inheritance, it is our true nature. And so we're grateful and thankful right now to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, to call the name of God, beloved I am that I am, and, and declare that we are willing and worthy of the truth. And we're grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our awakening, our expansion, our healing with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to know that our conversation is blessed and that anyone who hears or participates in any way is uplifted and inspired by the truth. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen.
2: amen. Hmm. Well, you know, I agree with you. That's exactly the way it was supposed to be. Because as you were praying the prayer after having started off the way we started off, uh, what I realized is that I'm, I'm going to call every major turning point in my life, and right now I'm referring to the spiritual path and major shifts. Every one of them followed a a, a prayer that had incredible sincerity. More sincerity than most prayers, um, mm-hmm. and and then, and then there would be a shift. there would be a change in, in, in something. Um, you know, like I said, the, that first prayer was, "Please let me find the truth. You know I don't care what it is." That was a very, very, very sincere prayer. I, I just felt it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I did start a course in miracles the second time, which I just told you about how I went back to it in nine years. When I did start A Course in Miracles the second time, before starting it, I decided to say a prayer. And I wouldn't say the prayer started off with that same level of sincerity. It was more of a sense of routine. If you're going to start something holy, maybe you should say a prayer first. You know, like just now we said a prayer before we have this holy discussion. It was more of a sense of routine. But, you know, as I went into the prayer, something came over me that was very, very sincere. And I found myself surrendering my entire life. I said, I will learn whatever you want me to learn. I will do whatever you want me to do. Just make me useful for the rest of my life. And my entire life literally began to shift. You know, again, then I was a professional woman in the world. And, you know, just everything was different than it is now. Um, After that, I started having visions and things like that. That had never happened before. So my whole life began to shift. Um, when I said that sincere prayer and, you know, if we just fast forward, as you know, I I went through a course in miracles. Uh, when I say I went through a course in miracles, I'm talking about that initial time. And what I did was I went through the workbook the way you're supposed to do the workbook. I also, in the same period of time, read the text twice and the manual for teachers twice. So that was my first experience with the course where the course was the only thing I was looking at. And, um, And after I finished the course in that way, I was guided to move, quit my job, move. And that's when I was guided to read the New Testament and let it be interpreted for me. And I heard an inner voice, and NTI was written. You know, of course, I'm telling a quick summary. But Mm -hmm. um, after NTI was written is when that next sincere prayer came, because uh, NTI ended up being published. And when I was sending the manuscript off to the publisher... That same level of sincerity that dropped dropped over me, and I found myself saying, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, for you know letting me write N.T.I." Because you know it wasn't just the experience of writing it, but I had lots of shifts and lots of clarity. You know, lots occurred for me through sure. writing N.T.I. And I said, "Please don't let it stop now." I said, "Please send me something else to bring me higher into love." And two weeks later is when I met Laurent, and you and I have talked about. Laurent and how really that entire relationship was a huge purification for me. Right. Um, And so I went through now a year and a half relationship with Laurent. A lot of purification occurred. A lot of false beliefs were let go of. And then at the end of that relationship, it's funny because when he was with me, it was so challenging. I had to be really inner focused all the time in order to act from spirit instead of acting from ego. When he left, it got kind of easy again, and I actually got kind of (laughs) sloppy. And it's as as if ego started coming back. And when ego has been very, very weak, and then it starts to come back full strength, it hurts more than it ever did before, so I couldn't stand it. And this led to my next really sincere prayer. Um, And I prayed, please send me something to take me to the next level. And that's when I started my inner teacher shift from what I called the Holy Spirit, which was absolute clarity but had no personality attached to it. Um, You know, like if you feel Jesus, there's this sense that it's Jesus. But when it's Holy Spirit, it doesn't have a personality sense to it. It's very, very generic in that way. So what started to happen was my inner teacher switched surprisingly to an indian sage by the name of ramana maharshi who i was not at all familiar with which is why it was so shocking i had i didn't even know who this person was but but it shifted and 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 you know ramana began teaching me things um began really pointing me towards the true self and teaching me how to focus on the true self which is a very appropriate next stage after purification you know first there's a letting go that happens But once the letting go happens, there's a turning around that needs to happen and start looking at and realizing what we truly, truly are. And this morning, (laughs) this is so funny, this morning when I woke up, my very first thought was uh, that it's time for me to start praying the next prayer. Mm. Um, and when I was in my contemplation time this morning, that thought came back. Like, it was such an early thought. When I say when I first woke up, I mean when I first opened my eyes, and because it was such an early thought, it was kind of also quickly forgotten. Mm -hmm. But during my contemplation time this morning, that came back, that it was time for me to start praying the next prayer, um, like a guidance, and and the next prayer is, I'm only to pray now for awakening. Mm Mm-hmm and And that feels like an assignment this time, which is a little different than the way the other prayers came. They happen more spontaneous mm-hmm. uh but yet i it feels like it has that same uh, authority that same sincerity, and it has behind it that same shift and so I feel to accept that assignment and learn to make my life a prayer. Yes, prayer
1: without ceasing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, I have in one of my prayers to live my life as a joyful prayer of the heart. Yeah.
2: It's oh, Reg- yeah. oh go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I was just going to say, oh Regina, I know that the what you're offering is a, a message. Uh, that's of great uh, nutritious value for many people, because in it, first of all, I can just say that uh, my life is different, but there are there are some similarities, and they are uh that the the massive openings in my awareness and shifts in my life came from exactly that very sincere prayer. To know God, to know myself as God, and to just not be distracted or allow anything else to become important. And, you know, to please take from me all the attachments, the cravings, the yearnings, all the things that uh, do not lift me up closer to that awareness. So, uh, and, and just prayers of incredible gratitude that God is and that I can have an awareness of God. Just so grateful for that and, and uh, having a deep desire for more and for more and, um, So I I know absolutely that that sincere prayer of the heart resounds throughout the universe and it is met with a force of love that's unimaginable until you experience it. And that force of love will be like a fire that burns away everything that you really don't want but think you do.
2: Yeah, well, you know, this morning, as I said, this this. The other prayers just happened, and so this one's a little different in that it's coming as a guidance, as an assignment. And so one of the things I did this morning was I I looked very honestly um, at when I don't pray, because in a way, to a point, my entire life is a prayer. But what I noticed is when I get at night, when I get um, physically tired, physically Mm -hmm. sleepy, Mm-hmm. It like just happens like in the last hour before I go to bed. At that point, it's like the prayer stops. It's like I pick it up and I put it on the shelf. I get something to eat. I turn on the TV. And it's not that there's anything wrong with, you know, and, and this right. isn't a meal. This is like a snack food. It's not that there's anything wrong with eating a snack or watching TV. But this morning when I was looking with this clarity that comes when you're in contemplation, I saw that what happens is I put my prayer on a shelf daily at a certain time. And I say that's okay. It's like I'm done with the day for the day, and now I just want to relax. <laughs> and I need to look at where that's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is it what is it in me? Mm-hmm. Obviously it's the mind, but what is it in me that thinks it needs a break from purpose mm-hmm. for an hour a day mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to relax? Oh, um, yeah. And so it's interesting to be, you know, what some people might call 90% there. And yet I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the 10% holdout and saying, wait a minute, there's not room for that anymore. But now, how do we shift? You know, because every time you have a, a, a conditioning, like this conditioning to rest at night, but you know, to take a break from purpose and grab a, a junk food and, and turn on the TV for an hour is very strong, actually. It's not a very, it's not a weak
1: I'm there with you.
2: It's a very strong conditioning.
1: It is. And right now there's a pull to take a break here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So it's time for us to take a break. And I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where my guest is Regina Dawn Akers. And we're living the love. We're walking the talk. We'll be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. As we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: Hello, hello, it's Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Regina Don Akers. And I, I would like to just point out a couple of things that we've referred to in the first part because I know you're going to be interested in them. So, first of all, Regina's website is uh, just her name, .com, and uh, Regina Dawn Akers is A-K-E-R-S. And uh, her books are, she called uh, NTI, but if you go looking for NTI, you may not find it. So, Holy Spirit's Interpretation of the New Testament. And so, uh, a, a beautiful, powerful book that is helpful to so many. And then she's also talking about the teachings of Inner Ramana, R-A-M-A-N-A, the teachings of Inner Ramana. I also want to mention that uh, Regina and I are going to be in Baja, Mexico next week. And we're doing a Living a Course in Miracles retreat together along with Gary Renard and John Mundy and David Hoffmeister. I know we're going to have an awesome time and a miraculous time. And we are broadcasting it on a live stream. So you can go to, uh, Regina's website or any one of those teachers' websites and find out about the live stream. You can certainly go to, uh, jenniferhadley.com and find out about the live stream and you can, uh, purchase the live stream for only $97. You get all the, the, um, access to the live teachings and then also the videos later and we're actually also going to separate the audios because sometimes you you don't want to sit in front of the computer you'd like to take the teaching with you and uh just in an mp3 form so we're going to do that as well and uh so that's the living a course of miracles baja winter getaway retreat on a live stream so, uh, Regina, we were talking about just before I had to interrupt you there before we went to the break. We were talking about the pull to disconnect that comes, yeah. you know, when <laughs> we're tired. Break. Yeah, take a break. And I, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't feel that. And, you know, I've actually been thinking about this myself because I love storytelling. So I like to watch, uh, stories. I like to watch movies and, and, uh, TV programs, um, you know, my Netflix and things like that. And uh, I I, I do know that the Holy Spirit's always teaching me through those things, and that's my intention is to receive a teaching and to just be in that receptive mode. But uh, there is a a great deal of what feels like physical or human uh, relief uh, yes. Pleasure in just sitting in front of the television with some food.:
2: <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and as I mentioned, you know this came, this is, this is coming as current guidance for me, and there probably is a time when it's not appropriate to get that subtle in looking at yourself. You know, everything happens in stages. Yeah, And so there may be people who are listening who are at a different stage, and what I always recommend is that you be at whatever stage you're at fully. You know, if you're not ready for this stage of getting that subtle and looking at, you know, your your the, the 10% of the day when you're taking a break and saying, okay, it's time to quit taking that break now, to start looking at it now would be inappropriate. And in fact, what would happen is you'd probably start feeling, uh, being filled with guilt. Exactly. You know, like your judgmental mind is going to look at it, and and that's not my experience at all. My experience is coming from a completely di- completely different place. So that's one thing I want to emphasize is as I'm talking about right now this experience of, of looking at that and, and realizing it is now time to not ever take a break, that I'm really referring to my guidance, uh, exactly. my guidance now. And maybe somebody gets to that, you know, maybe everybody gets to that guidance at some point, maybe, but we don't even know that for sure. You know, I think it happens for everyone differently. What I always emphasize for everyone is that they learn to tune in and recognize their own guidance, what's right, what's really right for them right now. And, you know, I like to use the, the symbol of the stairway to heaven. And I don't know how many steps are on that stairway. Let's just pretend like it has 51 steps. Whatever step you're on, you want to be on that step fully. And when you're on that step fully, there's a miracle that ascends and takes you to the next step. But to be looking, you know, if you're on step 19... To be looking at step thirty-two and saying I should be do that, doing that too, is just going to cause a lot of guilt. It's not helpful.
1: Right. Yeah, those shoulds are always the voice of the ego.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but but I did wake up with that guidance this morning. I did, you know, open my eyes, and the first the first thought that I heard, and then was quickly forgotten, was that it is time to start to start praying that next prayer. And the sense was praying without ceasing, without taking a break. And then during my contemplation time, what occurred naturally was that I noticed that time when I really do take a break every day. And I also noticed it as, um, you know, it's not like I can just say, okay, starting right now, I'm not going to do that anymore. What I noticed was that energy is actually a very strong pull. And just like it was very difficult to let go of some previous false beliefs, like the I am bad belief, the belief in rejection and the belief in betrayal and, you know, many of these other things I've told you stories about, this is going to be another purification and that, you know, I need to be prepared for that. It may not be as easy as I think to to go into 100%. You know, like the ego is much happier with 90% than 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that's really helpful, offering Regina to to just be where you are and not compare, you know, compare and despair. So right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> compare always leads to despair. So don't don't go down that road. Uh, it's just not worth it. There's no value in it whatsoever, and. For some people, I, 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 it, there have definitely been times in my life that being able to take a break and and, and receive guidance from the Holy Spirit, but, but via a TV show or a movie, was deeply healing. Yeah. There's no question about that. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, it's interesting to me because I've been getting much the same guidance to really look at all those different things of feeling like I need to escape. I need to, or I'd like to just tune out. And my method of tuning out isn't to go into uh, meditation.
2: Right. Well, and, you know, again, this isn't to say that TV is bad or that eating, you know, certain foods are bad, because there may still definitely be times When we are guided to sit down and watch a television program or a movie or, you know, join in with the people we're with by eating the same desserts they're eating. I mean, you know, it's not about that. It is about, that's why we have to get very, very subtle when we're going through any purification process because it's not about the form. It's about the content. And the content of that nightly habit is to take a break from this unceasing prayer. Right. That's what needs to be given up. Mm. and 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 at some points you can you know you, you can lie to yourself like you might you can say or you know you can say okay well i still want to watch my nightly tv and eat my junk food but i won't take a break and sometimes that's a lie sometimes you have to actually at least for a time also change your physical habits right because the energy and the physical habits are connected right yes definitely yes (laughs) <laughs> and so in order to become free of the energy at least for a time you also have to change your physical habits maybe there there comes a time then when the physical habits that the, you know the physical act of watching TV for example is no longer related to taking a break but if it is then maybe for a time the TV needs to be given up or at least the night TV um you know and for and and one thing that I did happen to notice on on Sunday on Sunday I drove my daughter to Colorado Springs and drove back in a snowstorm. And when I got home, even though it was only the middle of the afternoon, that same tiredness was there that I often feel at night just before bedtime. And um, and I took a break in the middle of the afternoon, and I watched a movie. Again, nothing wrong with watching a movie, but it was that same energy of taking a break, and like yes. you called it, escaping. And I remember the thought crossed my mind uh, that this movie was my drug of choice. You know, yes. like some people might, you know, go into alcohol and get drunk. Some people might go into drugs to take their break, you know, smoke pot to take their break. You know, some people, of course, dive into the food, which I have certainly been known to do. For me, it was diving into the movie. So it really was taking a break from unceasing prayer as if prayer, devotion, purpose was a burden. And, you know, there is a part of our mind that thinks it is. So what that means is when I fall into that energy where in whatever way I escape, I escape from purpose, I am moving into listening to ego in that moment and believing I need a break.
1: It's, it's so helpful to hear you talk about it where, because what I hear is there's no shame, there's no blame There's just, you're observing it, you're noticing it, because you're interested in the purification, in the clarity, and so often when we talk about these things, because for, I had a, I've had a real journey with self-medication you know. I, I've I've tried a lot of different forms, cigarettes, drinking, eating, uh, watching television, working, working out, you know, smoking, uh and even probably, oh, definitely volunteering at church and things like that. I've tried so many different forms of medication, uh, self-medication and uh, doing the spiritual work, I can honestly say that there was, when I was first taking classes uh, at Agape and things like that, I would literally stop on my way home from class and get a six-pack of beer and a pack of cigarettes. Hmm. And go yeah. home and self-medicate because my mind was opening, my heart was opening, and I had to shut it down. I couldn't stand it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly the energy I'm talking about. hmm Needing and to take a break from God, take a break from purpose. And what would want to do that but ego? So somehow when we slip into that energy, uh, when we believe it and we think we need a break, we are in that moment in our wrong mind. We are in that moment believing ego. Uh, because our heart, in fact, that was another thing I looked at, and I often use the symbol of mind and heart, mind being ego, head being ego, and heart, you know, being spirit. The heart, I have never once seen the heart need a break in that way. I mean, you know, that, that exact energy, I don't know how to describe it, you know, <laughs> but, mm-hmm, but that exact mm-hmm. energy that you would describe when you would have to get that six-pack of beer and cigarettes, you know, that energy, um, The heart does not the heart doesn't do that. So, so, we've slipped into the mind you know when we're when we're needing to take that break and and um you know one of the things I was talking to you about on the phone before we started the radio program was how important uh purpose or spiritual aspiration or true desire is. Um, I happen to have been reading the Bible this morning, I was reading the what they call the Sermon on the Mount. It begins at Matthew chapter 5 and goes through Matthew chapter 7. It's three chapters in the Bible. And it's a very famous sermon. If if somebody's never read the Bible and they sit down and read it, they're certainly going to recognize parts of it, even if they've never read the Bible. It's Mm -hmm. probably Jesus' most famous sermon. Absolutely. But as I was reading that, what I you know, really saw him emphasizing is, you know, you, you need to stay in purpose all of the time. You know, you need to love God all of the time. You need to want truth all of the time. Um, You know, and and you really can't uh, turn it off, you know. And, of course, again, we're not talking about guilt here. We're just talking about if you really want awakening, you have to move into the part of yourself, the part of your soul, that is that call for awakening, and quit running back to the part of yourself that is uh, trying to escape from awakening. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. stay in that part of your soul. Yeah.
1: And it, 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 no matter how strong the pull is, and I, I think we all know that it is, well, it's the most intense thing we deal with in our human experience is that pull of the ego and all temptation, etc., It's so intense, you know, and it it can be in so many forms. It could be in the form of you just don't like that person. You just don't <laughs> yeah. like them you just yeah. you just You're right. think it can be in
2: a lot of forms, <laughs>
1: yeah, you just think Obama is wrong you just think whatever it is, you just think, oh for God's sakes, it's just come on you know you just are committed to that opinion that belief and it, it can show up in something like you just have to have chocolate it can show up in in yeah. so many you know you just have to tell that person how you feel uh. Uh, you know, because your minds aren't connected, so you have to tell them how you feel. Um, you know, it's the belief. It's so intense. It's like, uh, it's more intense than gravity. And uh, and yet, when you sincerely desire to know the
2: truth, it yeah, cannot it hold is, you. It is that sincere. It's staying in that heart that's going to make that make that desire dim. In fact, there's a, a Christian singer named Francesca Battistelli, and she has this song about, um, uh, I wish I could remember the whole name of it. Maybe I'll look for it on the break. Growing Dim is part of the, the, the title. Um, but that's what she talks about. You know, she wants this and this and this, but when she thinks of God, all of that grows dim. Because her love for God is so much stronger. It makes all of those other desires grow dim. So if we want to let go of whatever our habitual conditioning is that keeps us in ego, the best way to do it is staying focused on our love of God or our love of truth or our desire for truth or our inner calling or whatever just blows our heart wide open. Because when our heart is blown wide open, those, those ego temptations grow dim. It's
1: true. It's so true and isn't that, uh, to me, anyone who's hearing that hold on to that because it can feel like you are being sucked down a a tube sometimes by the ego and it feels like a whirlpool. It feels like quicksand. Uh, I know we'll talk about this more when we come back from the break. My guest today is Regina Dawn Akers. We're Truly talking about living A Course in Miracles and walking the talk here on Unity Online Radio, and we'll be right back.
0: You've been listening to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Regina Dawn Akers. And just before we get started, I'm going to make a couple of announcements here. So we're going to be offering, we are offering the Living a Course in Miracles Baja retreat with Regina, myself, and John Mundy. David Hoffmeister, Gary Renard on a live stream. So you can watch us on video live stream and the video live stream package, it's only $97 and it includes all the teachings and uh, you'll get the videos so you can watch them whenever you feel like it and you'll also get audio extractions of the video so you can take those audios easily with you wherever you'd like to go and one of the great things about the system we have now is it's so easy for anyone, we have the free member site at livingacourseinmiracles.com and so whenever you have um, uh Whenever you purchase a package of any kind, you always can just go right back to the member site and look at it, re-download it. We make it really easy for people to access the things they buy just because I know I'm one of those people. I I can't remember how to access 40,000 different things, but I can remember how to access one site. <laughs> and so we make it easy for everybody. Um, I also encourage you to go to reginadonacres.com. She has so many wonderful free offerings and audios. She's constantly teaching, and uh, at the end, we're going to take a couple minutes and and talk some more about that. Um, I also want to mention, and Regina, you'll find this cool, last year, uh, the Power of Love ministry, which is the umbrella under which all the living a course of miracles classes happen under which this radio show happens in partnership with unity it's all funded by power of love ministry and that's a non-profit organization and in the living a course of miracles classes which you participated in regina we had people from 102 countries last year participating mm-hmm. I just think that's astounding. And now we have the A Course of Miracles app. It's out at iTunes for iPhone and iPad and it is the three books of A Course of Miracles, easily accessible, it's searchable. And you can also set up reminders. It's just released. We are still working out some bugs. But I encourage you to go and get it. It's totally free for the download. Uh, It's called A Course in Miracles app. ACIM complete with deluxe features. So we built in all the features that I myself wish to have as a Course a miracle student to be able to highlight and email sections and bookmark things and I love the search function and um, so I hope you'll all get it and share it and enjoy it for free. So before we went to the break, Regina, we were talking about the pull of the ego and one thing i, I I'd just like to mention is that that I, I, I've i talked about this sometimes in classes that that pull of the ego it feels like it's actually feel can feel like it's in your heart and it's or in your belly your third chakra uh, and where you're you really this is how I used to feel sometimes as I was slipping into self medication and uh, self-attack and all that anger and upset sometimes I would think that there was like this little voice inside of me that was saying I tried. I really tried to be good. I tell them I tried. Let them know, I did try, but I just couldn't do it. I just wasn't strong enough, but I did want to try.
2: Yeah, and, well, one thing you said there that I would you know, caution people to watch for, you said, Um, I tried to be good. And you know, whenever you get into that good or bad, you're back into ego again. Uh, you know, with this this guidance that I received this morning, even though it was crystal clear, looking at that energy, letting me see that energy with a subtlety that I've never seen it before, um, there was no judgment. There was no idea of you're good if you don't succumb to the energy and you're bad if you do. I mean, that just had nothing to do with the clarity.
1: I, I'm so glad um, you was pointed just that out. your
2: helpfulness coming yeah. to me now, showing me, if I want awakening, where I need to be turning my attention next. Period. I
1: lo- yeah, I love that. And it, it reminds me, I had a conversation uh, on uh, on the radio show, actually, with Robert Holden, who's a wonderful uh, Course in Miracles teacher for a long time. And uh, he... On the radio show, we were talking about raising children and applying these teachings and sharing them with children because he has two young children. And one of the things he said to them is, uh, said to me, was that he he and his wife don't tell the children that they're good yeah. or bad or anything, because they're inherently good. Right. And they're not good
2: when they do certain things. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I totally support that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I totally support that, and and so you know if we start looking at anything, you know, any part of the spiritual path, you know, like depend again, whatever your step you're on, you know, your inner guidance is going to have you looking at something. That's what it does until until we awaken. Um, So let's say that you're at a step where you get angry. You know what you do is shout at people, you know, your family members or whatever. Uh, it it may be helping you look at that, and it may be helping you to overcome that energy that causes you to get angry and helping you to see those thoughts that you're listening to when you get angry, but it's not telling you that you're bad because you're angry. Now, simultaneously, the ego may be there trying to derail the whole thing by telling you you're bad when you're angry and you're, you're good when you don't. But that's the ego. That's not the clarity. The clarity has absolutely no judgment in it, only helpfulness
1: indeed indeed it's uh, it, it can feel when you're start really starting out with this it can feel that to be attentive to all these things is overwhelming. And uh, it, it can feel so burdensome to think, oh, I have to watch every thought and every word. How am I ever going to do that? But that's one of the beauties of A Course in Miracles is it gently really, or actually it kind of shocks you in the beginning. <laughs> what? But uh, it, it really lets you know that there is value in looking at everything. and And you can even look at not wanting to look at everything.
2: Well, and that's why I also like the symbol that I used earlier of the stairway to heaven. You know, your job is to be on whatever step you're on now. Um, Also, I think another symbol that people have used, maybe Ken Wapnick is the one who used it, was the peeling back of the layers of the onion. You know, so, you know, you you be with whatever you know you're to be with now. You're looking at whatever you know you're to look at now. uh, And be there as fully as you can. The next Stare or the next layer of the onion will come naturally. So, um, you know, we aren't doing this with the ego. We're doing this with grace. We don't have to go out there and find everything and attack everything. We just have to tune in to what we know we need to be focusing on, what we know we need to be paying attention to, and do that to the best of our ability. And, you know, Peace Pilgrim, I don't know. I know some people know Peace Pilgrim. I don't know mm-hmm. if everyone does, but she was right. one of my inspirations. And she said, as she lived up to the highest light she had, higher light was given. Mm. To me, that's the same as do your best, and naturally, you know, naturally you will ascend. Naturally, your best will get better. Naturally, you'll start to see more subtleties. You just be where you're at, you know, the best that you can in a non judgmental way, and everything else is going to unfold perfectly.
1: It's true. It's true, and I think that for me, one the bottom line is I am not going to judge myself.
2: Right, that's very no important. No more.
1: No matter what I just did, no matter what I just said, no matter what I'm feeling, I am not going to judge myself. I and hundred percent. Yeah, and I have a very strong line in the sand on that one, and uh, I, and I remember I don't know maybe six months ago I had the thought Jennifer really. How can you not judge yourself about that? That, you know, is this really helpful? <laughs> and I was like, you go. I am not listening to you. <laughs> I am not judging myself because love is the healer, because love is our true identity. So any form of judgment is going to interrupt our connection with divine and no yeah. good can come from it. I agree. Listen. Listen, we only have a couple of minutes left, and I really would like to let people know what you're up to these days and the Sunday services. So how can they connect more with you, Regina, and what you're offering?
2: Yeah, well, I have two primary websites. One you've mentioned already, reginadonacres.com, but also I am a a minister of an online church called Awakening Together, and that website is awakening-together.org. Um, And so both websites have different things to offer, so I recommend looking at both websites. Um, If people really have a a question, they're curious about something like how to get into our sanctuary, they can't figure it out for themselves, just use the contact form to send me an email and I will respond. Um, I'll be in Mexico next week, of course, so my response may be delayed next week, (laughs) (laughs) But, but I will respond. Um, Probably a couple things I'd want to bring people's attention to. Awakening Together has an annual retreat. And our retreat, it will be this coming fall in Colorado Springs. And if they go to either website, they can find information about that. Um, It's really going to be three retreats that are stackable. So you can go to one, two, or all three retreats. Uh, The first retreat is a weekend retreat with Jan Frazier, followed by a week-long retreat with me, followed by another weekend retreat with Bentino Massaro. And then probably the other thing I would want to bring people's attention to is that Awakening Together is having a fundraising campaign right now. What we are doing is raising money to open a retreat center that will then be available to everyone to come and... um, and I, I call it be alone with god it's uh you know there may be sometimes classes and workshops going on there but that's not what this retreat center is about this this is providing a devotional place where people can go there will be uh you know gardens there will be walking there will be you know devotional rooms kind of chapel like rooms uh, there will be somebody there cooking your meals and you know providing everything that you need so that you can come and be alone with god and i will also come out and talk to anyone who wants me to spend time with them? So, uh, if anybody is really interested in, in having that kind of a place available to all of us, um, I would ask them to consider donating to that retreat center campaign. And you can find information on either website about that as well.
1: Beautiful. Oh, thank you, Regina. I'm so looking forward to seeing you in, in Baja in uh, just days away. And again, anyone can join us on the. The live stream from Baja, and I'll be doing the show from there next week. I'm going to invite everyone to place their hand on their heart right now. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. We allow ourselves to know the deep desire of our heart. We open ourselves to the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our awakening and our healing with everyone. Because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Regina. I love you. I'll see you soon.
2: All right. I love you, too. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. And,
0: and thank you. hmm Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley.